Hi, this is Rick, your host, and welcome to Navigating Adulthood. For those who are new to the show, Navigating Adulthood is a podcast that discusses life after college, facing change, and understanding the modern world. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would appreciate if you will share it to your friends, follow it on Spotify and other platforms, or write a review. This episode is a special one because it's my first time to have a guest here on the show. I had an interview with Aliana Jane Rodellas. She's the owner of the Facebook page, She Thinks Differently, and she's also the author of the book, Words That Never Matter. So we really have a great conversation here, and I hope that you will learn a lot from it. Let me know your thoughts about this episode using the hashtag, hashtag navigating adulthood. Hi, Anna. Hi, Rick. I haven't seen you since March 2019, right? Was it 2019? 2019? Was it 2020? Last year? Ah, 2020, 2020, right? 2020. Feb? Or around, ah, yeah. Or around Feb. That. Oh. March 2020. Those months, Feb or March. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So it's been over a year. And that was the sports fest of our school, right? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. So, for those who are not familiar with me and uh, Miss Yana, I'm a teacher and she was my co-teacher last school year. So, how are you right now? That's correct. Um, Well, <laughs> I left teaching and, well, right now I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, but now that we're already um, experiencing another batch of mm. several community quarantines, uh, I'm yeah. starting to have a hard time grasp whatever whatever is going to happen next. I'm trying mm-hmm. to cope up. How about you? What keeps you busy now that we're in a quarantine again? Um, what keeps me busy is definitely work. I'm working from home. Um, it's an office. Um, it's an office work. Like I just use computer, so we're able to work from home. I actually I haven't been in the office since I first started in the company last October. And another that keeps me busy would be probably writing, um, social media sometimes, kids at home. Like my niece and nephew. So you've mentioned writing, and yeah. um, on Facebook I saw that during the uh, quarantine, I guess it's GCQ last December, you mm, yeah. have published a book. Yeah, for How was it? Yeah. publishing a book during a crazy time, pandemic. You know. Well, you know, it was totally unexpected. Like I, I believe it was really like the Lord's plan, perfect timing. I never in my wildest dream, in my wildest thought, you know, that I would be able to release a book in such a crazy time. And you know, it's it's overwhelming, and it it was nice because it, it was an ultimate dream per se for me. Actually, I'm wondering if it's it is it your um childhood dream to be a writer. My childhood dream was actually to be an English teacher. 
And then maybe that dream of publishing, well, actually, I I never dreamt to be a writer. If that even makes sense, because I feel like being a writer has a lot of responsibilities um, instilled with it, incorporated with it. But my ultimate dream, when I probably, when I, when I was at age around high school, college, my ultimate dream became like publishing a book not being a writer but actually publishing a book like I don't have lots of dreams because I feel like I cannot achieve them but if there is one dream ultimate dream that I would feel like at the end of my life and then I look back and I realize I haven't done that dream it would be writing a book it would make me sad realizing I haven't written a book I haven't published a book if that kind of makes sense Yes, so you're saying that uh, it's not your dream to be a writer, but you mm. would like to publish a book. Yeah, it's maybe you're under the editor or proofreader, something like that. No, um, still like the writer, but I feel like when you, for for me, can say if I'm gonna be labeled as a writer, I feel like I should have lots of um. Mm. Under my name. Like you're a full-time writer. Oh, yeah. So, something like that. But for me, um, the ultimate dream was just publishing even one book. And it happened during a crazy time. So it was really overwhelming. And congratulations for that uh, published book that you have. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you've mentioned earlier, your original dream, <laughs> let's use the word original, yes. is to be a teacher. And I yeah. can still remember uh, the time when you have uh, shared that dream to us with your mm. uh, co-trainees during that time, right? So mm. Would you like to share your story? I think that's very interesting because you came from a different industry, then you yes. became a teacher, and then became, you became a writer, and now you're working mm. in a different industry again. So mm. would you like to share your story with us? So my ultimate dream since I was in grade three, I believe it started when I was in grade three. I was um, mostly influenced by my English teacher that year um, at that age. Um, I wanted to be an English teacher. And then, you know, it, it was kind of funny. I'm going to tell you a very, very quick story. Um, I, did, I was doing a part-time job when I was in college. It was computer-related work, still office style. And th- but I was taking up il- Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education. Elementary Education, not English. And then after graduating, I didn't leave that job right away. I spent one year. Then I, after that, I applied as a tutor for Korean students as an English teacher for a season because every time it's vacation time in Korea, the kids fly here to learn English language. And then I taught them for a season. And then th- there was one kid who actually told me, asked me, um, teacher, what's your dream? And then I was kind of caught off guard because at that point, do I have a dream? And then I told her, oh, my my childhood dream was to be a teacher, an English teacher. And then, you know, she looked at me bewildered. She told me, 
mm, but you're an English teacher now. And that kind of caught me off guard once again because, ah, oh, yeah, I must have been too ungrateful to not to even notice that I'm an English teacher right now. Maybe not, not that uh, type that you would, uh, not the conventional one, like the ones um, teaching on set educational setup, um, like public schools, private schools. But I was an English teacher at that time. But then that really kind of wavered. So I I feel like teaching wasn't for me at all. So I went in I went into on how do I call it? Is it a BPO industry? Let's call it a BPO industry. Uh, office, office style, wherein you do computer related work. So I spent three years and then you know, when you're in that kind of industry, and then I'm an education graduate, right? I kind of, you start of kind of questioning yourself, is this really for me? Uh, maybe I'm meant for greater things. Um, what if I try teaching? So, I, hate I to left. Cut you off. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I would like to go back to mm. your uh, story about your transition mm-hmm. from uh, being a tutor to being an office staff. Mm-hmm. I thought you, uh, the child inspired you to mm-hmm. be a teacher. But why did you have that transition? What made you do that? What do you mean what made me do that? Like leave, leaving? Uh, leaving? Not pursuing the, it? Leaving the education sector in a way that you, you stop the services ah uh, uh, okay um as i mentioned it was just seasonal so yeah it was kind of seasonal mm-hmm. at the and so they had to go yeah. back to korea uh, and, and it's yeah i i mean the center that's the center actually goes in for a whole year but there's really limited students you can teach so I kind of left because I was really looking for um, what do you call this, full time job at that time. And then this mm, opportunity so, came in. Yeah. So and I at that time I was actually thinking of per, really pursuing um corp the corporate world rather than teaching. Because may I tell you this story during my OJT. Before I, I graduate, answer to I my was, question. Yeah, I was kind of traumatized. Why? Mm, during my OJT, mm, because you don't, I didn't expect the kids to build that way. <laughs> so you don't like, want you know, to continue because of that event. Mm, I felt like I'm not ready for it. I was not ready for it. And mm. then fast forward after. Your uh, after you got the job in the office, what mm-hmm. happened next? So after three years, I as, as I've said, like you kind of question things, and then I went. I tried applying. Maybe I can pursue my dream of becoming an English teacher. So I tried applying, and then um, there's this school that we're teaching in right now. That even though you're not really an educational I mean that you're, that I thought 
before last year. I taught in last year and then you're still teaching right now. Um, I They were accepting learning facilitators even though you're not really an education graduate. And for me, as for me, I was an elementary education graduate, right? But they allowed me to teach English. They said I passed. But then, kind of, um, there were some things that happened um, after telling me that I passed. They, ki- they kind of asked me if I can actually just take another subject and not the English subject because they felt like I kind of... Hmm, I am more suitable for that since it's more of instructional and then and I'm an elementary education graduate. And I can still remember your reaction after <laughs> the subjects you have to teach for that school year. Mm. So that was a really crazy uh, long journey, but also inspiring mm-hmm. at the same time because uh, you were able to explore all of these opportunities mm-hmm. even though it's not part of your original plan. Yes. Now, uh, after um, quitting your previous job, which is the uh, teaching job, what what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, after quitting my previous that teaching job, because I kind of realized, uh, maybe it's not for me. <laughs> maybe it's really, really not is for me. Mm-hmm. Um. I went back for a short time in the corporate world um, in the previous job before teaching. And then, but since it's pandemic, like they really couldn't give you a full-time job. They want me back, I'm sure. They wanted me back. But it's pandemic, you know, how everyone's affected, affected with it, with that economy because of the pandemic. So I left after a contract with them and then I applied in another um, office still a corporate world and yeah I'm still with that but on the sides I got the opportunity to publish a book and that's where the in- most interesting part comes in how did that <laughs> happen? This is interesting. how did that happen? Because, Again. Um, it, it's, it's a brave move mm. to quit the job during the pandemic it's yeah. the start of the pandemic right when you yeah. uh, job, but still you were able to find an opportunity during the pandemic to pursue mm-hmm. one of your biggest dreams so that's amazing what happened yeah it was actually amazing because at that at february where when the pandemic hasn't really started yet we were given like letter of intent right if you're gonna pursue teaching or not yes. or you're gonna leave the company but then at um the first the moment i received that i knew my answer was a no already i'm gonna leave and then um after like march april i was having second thoughts like do <laughs> i, I leave yeah like it's normal right it was yeah. normal so i kind of ask or can we still because around late March they were still asking if I want to change it to yes if I wanted to continue that, right? mm. but then I was really convinced that it's a no for me but then April when you're, you're starting to see 
already that ah oh, this is gonna take long this pandemic is gonna take long so i asked my master teacher um uh, is it still open for me to say yes to change my answer and then she said oh it's already closed but we have an opening for writing you know how i mean um what do we call that sir the content team yes yes the content team but Oh, I felt like that subject I'm not very familiar with that. So I declined. And then I, with all the courage that I have, I left. And thankfully, I had my old job to patch me back because they're accepting contractual jobs at that time. But then the writing thing came in only November. Was it November? The opportunity only came in October or November. And that's because of your will, right? To push this dream even though the world is going crazy, right? Actually, sir, it was more of like God's perfect timing for me, really. I mean, um, how do I say it? I just saw a post. Let me tell you the story of how I got I was able to publish. I just saw a post of um a, a church member like i don't really know her because our church is kind of big and then there's this page i was added to but i was not active on that page but she posted she said she has she already has her book published and then she she gave the links and then there's this amazon oh amazon and what else the other um online shops online again Book distributors. Yeah, at book distributors things, online book distributors. And then, oh, that's so nice. I I kind of felt like, mm, Lord, I wish I I could do. Then, uh, maybe a week later, I saw her posted again. Um, she said her publisher is actually asking for, I uh, looking for bloggers, aspiring writers, for their books to be published. And then, at that point, you know, what's amazing was, at that point, I, cre- I, ha- I already have a page. Like, it was November. It was kind of October, sir. This, was, this happened October. And she said that we only need, like, samples of... Um, her publisher is looking for aspiring writers with, with samples already of their writings. Um, maybe a page uh, in Facebook or maybe in Tumblr. And then, uh, what's amazing was that around July, it was around July that year. Remember it happened in no, uh, October. Uh, um, July, I decided to create my page because it was pandemic. So, uh, I said, oh, um, because, you know, you're kind of scared before. I've always been into writing, but I'm, ki- I'm kind of scared into um, creating a page because I felt like, oh, no one's gonna like it. No one's gonna read my work. No one's, uh, what will people say? Those things. But at that point, I really decided I'm gonna create a page um, maybe in around three years. Maybe this page will bloom. I, I, um, I can still remember my about on that page because when you create a page, you will have to write an about, right? Yes, I wrote yes. there, there will be breakthrough here. 
not related to, I mean, normally you're about would be somehow related to writing. But what I wrote there really was, there will be breaks to here. And I was thinking maybe in three years, maybe five years, if this page will bloom, I will be able to publish a book. That was July. And, you know, I wasn't really able to post a lot of um, writings, pieces on that page. But I kind of post maybe once a month, twice a month. And then came in October. And then I, since I saw that um, post, she said her publisher was looking for aspiring writers. I asked her, maybe we can try passing this one. And then she said, mm, let's try. Hmm. Then I for totally forgot about it. Then around November, early November, I remember, the publisher emailed me saying my book, uh, my contents was good to be published already. That was really surprising. Yeah. I mean, imagine, sir. I mean, had I not created a page... I mean, what would I pass? I mean, I have uh, notes, but it's got, still gonna take time to create a page to pass on that. You know, how how amazing was that um, scenario wherein it's well orchestrated. Indeed. So you have reached this uh, realizations that um, teaching is maybe not for you and then mm-hmm. writing might be for you. And um, the, the, the things inside your head are getting clearer now, right? So what do you think will be your next goal? I think that would be uh, one of the biggest questions right now. In all honesty, I feel like I'm still not very much convinced. Like, I'm still lost in my way. But I feel like um it's not much of an issue to me right now because everything falls into place in time you yes. would see at some, at some point you will see that mm, uh, like every step i take <laughs> is this going to be as well? like every turn every turn somehow will lead you to something great something amazing that's because I, I could relate to that. Mm-hmm. The readings of this podcast, uh, everything's mm. messy and I don't know uh, the path that I'm going to uh, carve for this uh, passion project, but uh, here I am working on this fourth episode with you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm super honored. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that this... The really necessary thing to do is just really take the step. Just do where it. You, yeah, where you feel like your heart will bloom, where you feel like your heart sings. Yeah, just do it because at some point, it's going to work out. If not, you're going to learn from it. So I guess that's your advice for the young adults out there that are also working hard to chase their dreams. Hmm. Yeah, somehow, and also, if I may add, um, at this day and age, wherein you can see other people um, having their successes, having their breakthrough, what they truly want in life, 
it's easy to be discouraged. It's easy to look at yourself and then see na, mm, why am I not doing enough? Why, why can't I reach my dream? But you see, sometimes it takes timing. And when you, when it takes the perfect timing talaga, when you finally re- and then when you're at that point, you'll finally realize na, oh, it's kind of, kind of, it kind of makes sense. And then also, it's very important that when you pursue a dream, when you pursue a passion, you know in your heart that it really is your dream and your passion. That you're not looking, you're not just very pressured of what others are doing. Kasi man, ano yun, madali yun, sir, eh. I mean, I'm gonna look at social media and then I'll see some things and then I'll see na, hmm, this is nice. Maybe I like this. And, yeah, so, mm, parang, parang you're kind of pressure na because they're doing it. Like, for example, others are doing masterals and then you're not doing masterals. You, you're kind of feel pressured na parang within yourself, it's not really um a necessity. But then since others are doing masterals or doctorate, you kind of feel pressured to do it even if it's not really a dream or your your passion at the moment well masters is a good thing maybe that's a bad example but you know you 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 really have to look at yourself what what makes my heart sing what will make me happy and do not be pressured of what others are doing because that's theirs that's not yours i do agree with that because um Nowadays, social media, you, you will check it time by time, mm. time, and then you will see other successes, and then you will feel uh, bad about where you yes, are. Yeah. Mm, that's true. And then you'll start asking if, am I really on the right path? Or mm. should I pursue what the others are also doing so that I mm-hmm. uh, would have the same, I could have the same accomplishments that they mm-hmm. already have? Mm-mm. That's why another um advice is that from time to time, get out of social media. When you feel like you're being sad, when you feel like you're questioning yourself already, the best advice would always be, well, um, if you're kind of religious, if you're you have someone you believe in the um higher being, pray, of course, that's it. But then get out of social media. Really get out of social media. <laughs> that's, it, it's that's really like, hard, but uh, you have to be kind to yourself. Yeah, mm, and yeah, be kind to yourself because only you knows you. So I have noticed that you've mentioned something that I guess can be simplified into the word mindset. You have to set your mindset when you uh, would when you want to accomplish specific goals. Is that what you would like to share earlier? Mm, yeah, mindset and actually um self awareness of what you truly want in your in life. Mm, exactly. Because on my last episode I talk about um knowing what you really love and doing mm, what you Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's very great. I think that sums it. Like knowing what you really love and again what what's it sir? Uh, knowing what you really love and doing what you love every day. Yeah, and doing what you love. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Yana, for that. So your story is really inspiring. And 
with this uh, episode, we found out that it's really important to know what mm. you want in life and mm-hmm. do it. Don't hold back. Just do the first step. Mm-mm. And also, I would just like to um um what do I what do you call this? Emphasize. I heard this from Cheese Escudero. You know, there are really there are times wherein you you cannot pursue what you really want in life, like what your dreams are, your passion, are. like because we're not really um uh capable that way. Because for example, you have responsibilities. Like for I can't be full time writer because I have responsibilities. Like I have to pay the bills, and you know when you're. It's not like when you write, you can pay pay your bills with your book, right? Or it's like it's not like when I write, I can publish it right away. So, um, I think it's also important that even if you have like um a work, a full time work, sometimes he said that you can do it some other time. You can do it if when you're free. You can because at one point in time, it's gonna happen. Like for me. When I published my book, my books, my pieces, the pieces in that book weren't really written all in one sitting. Or, for example, a month, two months, it wasn't. It was certain pieces compiled together from when I was like 18, 23. I just did it. I just wrote them because, um, you know, that's that's where my heart is. So when you have dreams and you, then you feel like oh I can I can pursue it just do it on your free time one hour two hours not it doesn't even have to be every day but if you're blessed to actually um be able to pursue your dream then that's good for you but what's important is that you do something every day or every week to uh, make a progress. Mm, that's true. Thank you, Ayana, uh, for your inspiring story and for all the lessons that you've shared with us in this episode. So maybe you would like to um, share with us, with the listeners, the uh, book that you have published. Um. Okay. So my book... Um... Um, words that never matter, the never word is crossed out, is available in Amazon. It's also available in Google Play Store. Um, also, uh, you can purchase uh, a paperback copy in Amazon. And then in Play Store, it's on, I think, was what do you call that, sir? That's ebook, an ebook in Play Store. Um, also, I have my page. Can I promote my page, sir? Of course. For more, for more details, um, my page is She Thinks Differently. She Thinks Differently. She Thinks Differently. Uh, that's my page on Facebook. You can find more details about the book in there. And thank you so much for guesting me, sir. <laughs> guesting me, sir, Rick. And I hope I kind of made sense. <laughs> made sense. Again, is, is it She Thinks? Yeah, she thinks. She thinks thinking. Different. She thinks differently. All right. Um, the links for those um, pages 
and mm-hmm. for the book also will the links be for the book in the yeah we'll, we'll be in the page episode and in this episode oh, I will wow. Share, wow yes i will also wow. share the link uh, so that the listeners would have an easier time to purchase the book so thank you oh, very thank much you, sir. thank you thank you for joining this episode and maybe next time we can have another one maybe soon but wow. thank you very thank much you, for all of the lessons that we have shared with us. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Diana. If you want to get notified whenever I upload a new episode, please follow Navigating Adulthood on Instagram at navigating underscore adulthood. Till next time. Bye.